You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. <laughs> we got to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. Get up, 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 We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child Toya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning to all the truth seekers out there. Hope y'all are enjoying this Saturday morning. Uh, we told, told there was going to be a big forecast of rain. and Right now, we've had a little rain, but not the, the heavy storms that we were told about. So we'll see if that keeps itself away from us here in the Atlanta area. If you, wherever you may be listening from, again, if you're um, out in the West Coast, you're up early with us. If you're on the East Coast with us, it is our 10 a.m. start, and I am fortunate enough to have a returning guest on this morning's uh, Mental Dialogue talk show. I'm glad to have on Miss Naila Clay. How you doing, Naila? How you doing this morning, Queen? So glad to have hello, you back. Hello. Returning. How are you? Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. You are solo dolo with me right now with this this morning. So glad to have you back. If you will, Queen, mm-hmm. give them a little bit of your background, and then we'll open up the the, the discussion question and, and let people know exactly what you're here for. But if you will, go ahead and give them a little of your background again. Glad to have you back with us. Oh, thank you so much. What it is that I do, I provide life-changing mental health services and courses for people to have the best relationships in their life. But the first relationship, of course, is the relationship with yourself, and that is the one that I focus on, and especially when it comes to issues with women. You know, I do do services with my husband, but when I hear a woman say, this is what I do, I want to do for myself, and watch her take her path and go out on that journey, it's a beautiful thing to see when she allows me part of that. Now, so glad, to, again, to have you back. You are an expert at what you do. I've referred some couples to 
you and your husband for your, in a sense, mm-hmm. marriage counseling and things like that. And so, again, glad to have you in my, in, in, in a sense, in my phone so that I can dial you up when people need you. And so, uh, again, <laughs> thank you so much for, for being with me. But let's go ahead and get into this morning's discussion question. What does coming of age look like for a young woman today? What does coming of age look like for a young woman today? So when I reached out to you, Naila, and said, hey, this is this morning's discussion question. The way I like to start is I always ask, can you recall your first initial thought without necessarily going too in-depth, but just the initial thought when you heard that as this morning's discussion question? And from what I understand, um, you also are the, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but the founder of Black Women in Training. And so just wanted to throw that out because as we get into the discussion question, we definitely want to uh, highlight the fact that you do this work on a constant basis. But again, Queen, when you heard that question, what was the first thought that came to mind? The first thought that I came to mind is that we don't have anything in regards to coming of age for women, particularly women of color. When we think of coming of age things for women, it's usually a pageant. Uh, It is some type of service or some type of program. However, when it comes down to guiding a young woman through through the system and understanding, and when I say the system, I'm talking about the things that you go through as a teenager, people tell you this is coming of age. Don't have sex, keep your legs closed, and don't bring home a baby. That's not coming of age. There's so much, you know, that goes in between between all of that. And then as you transition into young adulthood, you know, I have a daughter who's 21, and I just told her just last night I'm enjoying watching you grow into the woman that you want to be. And while I'm sure she has a lot of feedback as having me as her mother, I do know for a fact that she is getting something from me that I I know I didn't get. No, that's beautiful. So we, and, we, and, no, go ahead. No, please finish, Queen. No, go ahead. I want to hear you, please. No, no, I was just saying that's, Beautiful that you're basically able to play that role because, like you said, for the most part, I don't think there's a lot. Of, I would agree there's not a lot out there. Uh, quite often, I, even when I promoted this show, I talked about we often hear, of, for example, the rites of passage programs for, for black boys, if you will. And there's always this very urgent need for us to have more of those programs for our black boys, if you will. But as I thought about that, I realized, you know what? Uh, while I know there are uh, women organizations out there, in a sense, doing, and I, maybe I'm just not as aware of it, but I just hear this calling for the rights of passage for boys. And, again, we need that very badly as well. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, I don't think I ever really hear this for, for the ladies. I, to a degree, I think a lot of times, late, in my opinion, sisters are kind of just left to figure it out on their own, especially today. Again, that was the key to this morning's discussion question today because what you're saying when you say, hey, for my daughter, I've been able to, in a sense, provide some aspects of this, in in a sense, from what you didn't have. I think our generation fully came up, in a sense, without a, a degree of this, whereas in my opinion, mm-hmm. and you, you, probably, you probably can speak to this as well, but in my opinion, in the past, there was, in a sense, more of a process. And I think part of that was just 
partly in due to having intact families, but in having, if you will, intact families, you kind of create a culture and there's kind of like maybe a standard or variety of things that, that you, in a sense, will grow up learning within the culture. And then from what I understand in different parts of the world, it is a, it's a, it's a very, in a sense, ritual process to come, in a sense, coming into, if you will, for boys into manhood, but for, particularly for the day show, for women, there's these things that are, in a sense, are expected, in a sense, to walk into your womanhood. So I think that was definitely more existed, more in the past mm-hmm. than today. Um, your thoughts on that before we go to our first break, just the idea of this something, in a sense, would have been normal in the past to walk into these values and these standards of what womanhood looks like. And today there seems to be a big lack for that. Right. And, you know, and I, I don't want to act like our community has absolutely nothing, but I will agree with you. And I do believe that many of the programs that we do have, again, they focus on some areas where, where some things are lacking because there is this great assumption that, one, if she's a girl, that she's going to be nurturing, and even if she has a mother or in the absence of a mother, that her her natural inclination to be nurturing is going to kick in and she's going to know how to cook and she's going to know how to clean and she's going to know how to take care of a family and and to do these things. And she's going to know how to, you know, handle herself on, on a job and she's going to know exactly what it is to do. Who's going to tell her? Who's going to train her? Who's going to teach her? Not a great question is is that well you know the first thought is is that her mother well sometimes nobody taught her mother and perhaps she may not have that type of maternal figure around and so when and i think the other the biggest thing is we really actually have to define coming coming of age you know and telling a young woman to do something other than because that was the message i got don't get pregnant Keep your legs closed. Don't have your name out there on the signpost and go to school and get a good education. Okay, well, let's say you do all of that. And once you go and you go to school, there's some things in college. Nobody tells you, what do you do when when you have a, a professor to approach you inappropriately? Right, right. Let's do how to handle that. Right, and right. Let's do this real quick. Yeah, if we will, Naila, we're actually going to go to a quick break and let's get into some of what you're talking about. Because as you said, those basic things you just talked about have very little to do with, in a sense, a young woman coming into womanhood. You know, again, that's just that one message. Yes, keep your legs closed or whatever. But what does that have to do with coming into a womanhood? Nothing at all. So let's get into this first commercial and we'll be right back and we'll get deeper into it. And we'll get to the callers that are out there wanting to get in as well. All I ask is that you think. Are you trying to figure out your next income stream? Maybe get into cryptocurrency, real estate, or maybe even start your own business. If so, contact the KG Hire Company to receive a professional consultation or strategy session to provide you the advice you need to get a jump start on your new venture. If it's a new business, there's nothing like having a business consultant review your finances, strategy, or marketing. If it's real estate, the KG Hyatt Company specializes in evaluating deals for profitability and securing special financing for creative real estate acquisitions. If it's cryptocurrency, then look no further than the KG Hyatt Company to master the components of blockchain 
blockchain technology and investing into cryptocurrency. Serving Atlanta since 2016, the KG Hire Company is an industry leader in customer experience and getting your money's worth. Contact them at kghyatt.com or 833-544-9288. Again, that's 833-544-9288. Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, this morning's discussion question, what does coming of age look like for a young woman today? Our special guest is Naila Clay from that Clay Couple, Marriage Counseling Mental Health Services, as well as she runs a Black Women's in Training course, from what I understand, and we're having a discussion about exactly what does womanhood look like for young ladies today, as I just played a cut for those who are into pop culture, um, Chloe Haley. Uh, one of part of the, I guess, the two sisters that are Chloe and uh, I think it's Bailey, I think it's the other one. Um, but um, pop culture artists that uh, Beyonce, in a sense, kind of picked up years ago. And this is one of her hit songs that just came out called Have Mercy. And it was pretty telling from the standpoint we've watched these young ladies grow up from what I understand. And this video is in particular highlighting the big booty and her talking about how well she can take it from a, a young man or whatever. And so I bring that to table, bring it to the table, if you will, Naila, um, not to, in a sense, jump right into what you were saying as far as, like you said, how to handle that situation when you're a young lady at college and the professor comes at you this way or that way. And we definitely want to get into those things. Um, so I want you to finish those thoughts, and then we're going to jump into pop culture today because, again, without that woman in a sense or that culture to bring you up quite often our young ladies and young men we learn from pop culture what it what it means to become Mm -hmm. a a woman if you will but go ahead and finish your thought and then we'll jump into uh the chloe bailey example if that makes sense well i I think that's a beautiful example that you just gave from from the song is that there are so many instances that a woman is going to naturally experience. You know, there's something I call pretty girl problems, <laughs> you know, um, and that's 
actually just something that with an attractive woman is just going to experience. There's a certain a set of problems that's going to to happen. There's a certain type of attention that a woman is just naturally going to get just from be, being a woman. And we don't really even talk about those things. And today we're looking at using that song that you just you just used, the the lack of having this, what has happened is our young ladies are saying, well, you know what? I can define myself and my womanhood by being a sexual prowess. And this, because I am old enough to consent on how to use my vagina, this will be my superpower. Really? That's the best you got to offer? I can tell you there are a lot of things that you can get very easily, and one of them is sex. So being able to satisfy or to receive or to be able to you know to receive a man sexually, that's not a talent. This is not a gift. And what we have done, our young ladies, a misservice. Then when we have we allow this perception and this reality to come, and again it becomes a hit song because I know exactly who she is. This becomes a hit. This is the goal. There's something wrong here, and we, you know, I think that within the 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 programs that are accessible to our young women, we have gaps in them. We're talking about the wrong thing. You know, we're not we're not teaching a, a woman. You know, if you're going to tell her to close her legs, please tell her tell her how to respond to her body when she has a physical response to a young man because he's fine and he smells good and he says something. He said something to her and her body responded. No one tells you how to respond to that. No one says what to do when you're newly married and this is the first time and you're in this marriage and your husband has said something to you that is totally inappropriate but it's not quite terms for divorce for you but you know what I don't really know what to say to him and so you go too far to the left because you don't know how to respond and so you you respond with Aggression, one of the biggest things that I spend a lot of time doing, and I just call it, you know, let me give you a script. You know, let me give you a way that you can be able to advocate for yourself. With You don't have to cuss him out. You don't have to threaten him with divorce and take away his kids. And no one, oh, really? That's perfect. I can say that. And these are the things that we can do to be able to teach a woman how to be able to excel in the power of her femininity and retain the integrity of it without having to go to such extremes. I, I love it. I'm um, just in listening to you. And for the callers out there, if you're wanting to get in, we definitely want your three cents this morning. Um, you have to press one. I see several callers out there. If you're just listening via the phone, no problem. If you're wanting to give us your three cents on this morning's discussion, you do need to press one. If you're online and would like to get in, the number is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. We actually got a caller that wants to get in now. Let's see what they have to say. All right, area mm-hmm. code four seven zero last three five hundred. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning. My name is Chris. I'm calling from McDonough, and 
I agree that there's a lot that is not discussed, and a lot of young ladies need guidance. Ladies and men, but right now the discussion is on the ladies. So when mm-hmm. a professor were to approach a young lady in an inappropriate way, I think that it is very important for her to have – this starts years and years before she gets to college. Mm-hmm. It starts in the home. And with a strong mm-hmm. male figure, whether it's in the home or uncle or just somebody who is a mentor, to be there in her life to guide her, to make sure that she understands what it is to see a good, strong man and see respect and know what it is to be respected. So when she's approached in an inappropriate way, she knows how to handle it and knows that she doesn't have to just accept him because sometimes they're looking for that father figure, and when that that professor approaches them, mm-hmm. they look at that in that light, and they are attracted to it, and they fall into that trap, and mm. they end up being used a lot of the time. So it really comes back to the foundation and having somebody strong in their lives to be able to guide and support them down the road so that they don't just jump on any the first thing that comes their way to show them some positive attention because we do have way too much misogyny and sexual exploitation in the music and in the television media. It's not a, it's not done by mistake. It's not a error that we hear these types of songs on the radio. You think there aren't many other types of songs, music that is preaching and promoting positivity. This is not, this is by design. So we need to be able to control the narrative, control our media, and this type of discussion definitely needs to be had in a much larger form all over the place. So I appreciate you all for what you're doing. Nah, thank you for your three cents. Um, you said it's um, Clay. Say your name again, sir. I'm sorry. My name is Chris. Chris, I'm sorry. No, see, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, nah, thank you That's for that right. three cents. And we'll actually keep you on for a second um, unless some of the other callers okay. want to get in. Make sure y'all press one. Um, but, um, Naila, when I listened to Chris, the thing that was telling for me, and I want you to definitely speak to this, and, and, again, you brought this to the table this morning when he talked about, hey, that, that, that professor or, you know, or any man for that reason, but, again, maybe a man in a position, you know, to a degree, he's understanding he, he has a pretty much an advantage in most cases especially for mm-hmm. a lot of these ladies who have not had any training like Chris has spoke about or had a man to kind of show them what respect it, you know, is, or they, in a sense, as a young lady, may be chasing a father figure in a lot of cases. So he knows how to take advantage mm-hmm. of that. And so that's what kind of stands out to me when you, when you bring that to the table. So, if, yeah, if you go in depth, uh, in your opinion, or what are you having to say to young ladies who may not have a father figure or, or uncle or some man that can actually show them why they should reject that type of an advance, whereas, like like Chris said, the you know the professor and and, and I'm saying knows how to take advantage of a young lady who hasn't had that training, if you will. Um, but I think it's a very very valid point, and these are the things that we talk about coming of age. You know, it's not a cookie cutter platform that a young woman who has grown up with a father or uncles who are protective of her versus someone who had that 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 um that figure was absent or had gaps in it she's going to have a different response she's going to have different standards and this is why we have to include all of these things in regard to that you know when you're looking at your relationships with men what is it 
that you are looking for, and for what reason? For what reason is it that you 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 seek that? You know, as you know, we do a lot of couples counseling, and I am a therapist, so I counsel many people, regardless of gender. And a, a key pattern is it's not just always the problem in the relationship, but are you even pursuing someone that you need? that it really is going to inspire you to feel love because we have deep-rooted issues that um we we have something we have some gaps in our in, in as um the young man he just said um you know it starts early on because coming of age you know I I started I said teen but it starts well before that you know and you know all the indoctrination um I was speaking of how young it starts. You know, I remember my husband and I, we had a station, and I was telling him that a young girl, she starts protecting her body around age 10, 10 to 12. She has to understand that this is something where people, men, let's just be clear, men will approach you. And it does not have anything to do with age. I remember being 10, 11, 12 years old and, you know, being approached or hearing little comments, you know, and I had a father. and But I remember, you know, my, my daddy, he surely, he, he did not. He, I, I was never, I heard comments, and I have to say I was very fortunate that no one ever approached me. Um in that manner, and my father surely never heard anything because I, I'm, I, I'm, I have no doubt what would have happened. So I, I had someone in that position who was just present enough to keep me safe and to keep me protected. But I remember I told my husband, this starts early as 10, 11, 12 years old, and we don't have these conversations with young girls. And it's not, you know, what we do is we have the conversations about holding them accountable, you know, for what happens to them. And that's not true. And she, she, some of the things she's not going to be able to prevent. But what you can do is that you can give her one a heads up, baby, that this might happen to you. And this is what you can do in that position. And for a girl who has had a father, a healthy father, and for one who has not, the information you may give, it might be different. No, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Chris, if you will, you know, I would still have you on. Any thoughts of what you're hearing um, you know, Naila speak about? Uh, one thing I think about real quick, um, if you will, King, is just the idea of as she, what she just talked about, uh, that for a woman who hasn't had that healthy father, the information may be different because the reality is whether we like it or not, a lot of our community is coming out, being led by pop culture. And Naila mentioned at the very beginning when I played the song with Chloe that, in a sense, pop culture is the lead, and today – you know, in a sense, hear me roar for a young lady is showing her body and simply that. And so it's a, you know, obviously as men, we know there's a certain type of attention that comes with that. So for a young lady who hasn't had that uncle and father, which is ideal, um, in a sense, what are your thoughts in as a man, just given that perspective, what information might that be to a young lady who hasn't had that? Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're, you see a situation and you try to deliver it, but she doesn't quite understand it before all her life. She's seeked, in a sense, what we might call, the, 
at least from the way we think, the wrong type of attention. Any thoughts on what that looks like for you? You know, you sharing it as a man to a young lady who doesn't just who doesn't get it because she hasn't had the training. Well, it's very difficult to deprogram once they have got once they've gotten into that type of mentality. So it is mm-hmm. just so important to get them at such an early age because it makes me cringe when I see little kids in diapers bouncing to the most ratchet songs because, to me, that says their guidance is off, their leadership Mm -hmm. is off, they're being led astray already. So for those who don't have that structure, I really don't have an answer because when they are programmed to believe that, it just is so difficult to unprogram it. The thing that I can say is we, excuse me, there are certain people who will conduct themselves in a, in a, in a positive way. I just hope that they are able to link up with people who are not of that mindset when they get out on their own because sometimes if something clicks for them, when they get out of that environment and they see that there's more and they see that there mm-hmm. is a different side of of the the coin so to speak because in a, a perfect example to me is i was in high school dating a young lady and she was so accustomed to a certain type of guy but basically she was accustomed to an abusive relationship and because i mm-hmm. wasn't like that she acted out against me because she thought that I didn't love her because I wasn't showing her that affection in that way. So that's why I say it's so hard to deprogram it because I was being the nice guy, you know, the good guy, and just being the person that I was. But I didn't understand it at the time, but I later came to understand why she was doing what she was doing. And so what I have to say to that is, Anybody who doesn't have that, we just need to try to give them as much positivity and support as we can. Because, the, as I said, I alluded to earlier, one of the biggest things, and you all have touched on this, the music, the entertainment, the TV, the things that we see, that we ingest mentally and visually, they influence us so much. So okay. that that we need these positive images, even if they don't come up with that in the household. I think that if they saw more television shows, if they heard more music that actually did support the strong union of a a real loving and healthy relationship, that would really help them. But because we are so inundated with all of this misogyny and negativity, that reinforces what they hear. And then the the Chloe song, I absolutely understand a woman taking control of her femininity and her life. But it's so much more than sexual. I understand. I love that. We're actually up against the break, so I'm going to put you on hold. But I'll leave you. No, 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 you're good, brother. I I just let you run. No, we're running into the break. But I'm going to let you stay on if you got time. Because, I mean, I love stuff you're bringing to the table. We do that for a lot of callers. If if they're rocking, we let them rock. For the other callers out there, you do need to press one if you want to get in on this conversation um, with, like, our caller, Chris. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show 
where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most is more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know it's me. Cause I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, what does coming of age look like for a young woman today? Our special guest is Naila K from that clay couple. Um, the queen also runs a program called Black Women in Training, so she's the perfect guest for this morning's discussion. We also have Chris Amada McDonald on the line. If you want to be like Chris, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. For the callers on the line, if you're trying to get in, make sure you are pressing 1. Um, but we just, again, uh, I think... Um, Chris was making a great point, and I really wanted to hear your thoughts in reference to, uh, and I'm just, it's funny, I mention this comment all the time, he who controls the images controls the minds. I forget where that quote comes from, but it's such a reality, and uh, in, to a degree, you've always had, in a sense, um, family culture against pop and societal culture. That the battle, in a sense, has always existed, if you will. And so, to a degree, you have values. If you, especially if you're fortunate enough to even come up in a, a, a in a sense, a family structure where the family's saying, "Hey, here's how we want you to present in the world," and then you also have that real life reality of having to go out and experience the world for yourself. And you balance that, right? You take some of the values you got from home, and you find your own individual personality. You, you explore the world to a degree. And if you've been raised with some decent values, maybe you don't fall fall in fall completely into to pop culture, if you will. However, our reality is within our community is a lot of children, like Chris said, have been brought up from a young age and not seeing the appropriate thing. So for you, Queen, who runs a black women in training type course or whatever, are you seeing, are you having to, in a sense, grab women, grab young girls or women at the point of not having had much of that training? What is that looking like for you, uh, in a sense, trying to, um, reiterate again a lesson you get very easily if you're raised in it but a very difficult to blessing to grab if you've kind of went in a sense astray prior to getting your training what does that look like for you queen well you know if someone has come into contact with me more than likely she or someone within her circle is seeking better for her or for herself you know for those who are not, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably not going to encounter them. Um, but, you know, it, it does happen, and I think that, you know, 
one of the key things um I know he he the the gentleman when he was saying, you know, it starts young and and, and you just ask uh for those who who don't have it. There are people who do have mothers or or just I'm just going to say families. Because sometimes the people who teach us what we need, they're not our mothers. But it can be someone within your own village. This is why the village is so important. Um, I'm trying to remember what my thought was. And, oh, this is what it is, is that we have the, these people within our village who may believe they are actually teaching the skills to help you become a young lady, to help you become a woman, but we're not. We're getting it wrong because we're not having the conversations that need to be had. We're having the conversations that are comfortable. You know, like, for example, the the young lady that, you know, the man was dating who was accustomed to abusive relationships. Where did she learn that? Who taught her that love has to hurt? And it doesn't mean that the first time she learned it was when someone did it to her. Very often she sees this as an example of love, and so she just repeats it. And this is where we, those of us who are around these women, it is our responsibility to look at the the crap that you have done and the lessons and the messages that you've taught that were wrong. And to be able to even say it, you know what, baby, got it wrong. I'm going to give you an example. I was working with a young lady whose mother was actually in an abusive relationship. And her mother, years later, eventually left the relationship. And the daughter, my client, she held on to her mother's survivor story, survivor of domestic abuse, someone who left someone who got out and got on her feet, and she shared that story. And I remember she herself was, she was in a relationship that was not healthy. It was not physically abusive, but it was definitely abusive in other ways. And I asked her, I said, what did you learn from your mother and the relationships that she had? And she said, my mother, she taught me how to leave. And I, I, I disagreed. I said, your mother left one time. She stayed for 13 years. You don't think that you got a a lesson on how to survive abuse and how to take it and how to submit to it and how to deny yourself 13 years? It took her one day to go. The day she got up and she left, even though I know that transition took time, But the day she walked out that door and she took you with her, that was one moment. And you will never forget it. It was defining. But she gave you a repetitive pattern of how to live with abuse for 13 years. And she said, oh, yeah, you're right. And so now you're wondering for what reason you're sitting in front of me trying to undo the message that your mother gave you because you know how to live with this abusive man. And so we have those of us who who have come before these young women who have taught them something differently. We have to hold ourselves accountable. And, baby, I got it wrong. 
I did the best I could, Nate. Yes, I did leave. But in the meantime, I taught you something else, and it was wrong. And this is what you can do differently. And these are the conversations that we are not having. Yeah, these are tough, um, Nyla, um, when I think about it. And and as I listen to you say it, what happens is, when you, like you said, when you asked the young lady what her lesson was, she jumped to the, we finally left stage and held and, and consciously that's what she held on was unfortunately very aware and again that's why you do mental health therapy is very, she was very unaware of the, all the underlying messages that subconsciously probably you know unfortunately drove a lot of how she reacted and why she was willing to be an abusive like I said maybe not physically abusive but very abusive and so um definitely a lot there we got a couple, a couple of calls that want to get in so let's get to the callers Area code six four six last three zero five zero. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hello, six four seven. Are you looking? You still hear me? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Oh, okay you on <laughs> I had a co- I had a comment and a question. Um, oh, the, the 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 comment is that I, it is just so important. I think we probably all agree on this based on what you're saying. It is very important to have uh, some kind of male influence um, mm-hmm. and for even raising a young man to definitely have some female influence. Because I think when you're missing those things, then you're, you're, what you're learning is incomplete as you're growing up through childhood, through adolescence, and that kind of thing. Um, I think for a man, um, well, I, I just think it's good for a man to buffer to buffer these young girls as they're growing up, you know. So when, if the father's not around, to have an uncle or somebody that steps in, and he's the buffer, right? He's the filter through which, as she gets older, you know, she goes into adolescence. These guys have to go through to get acceptance to kind of spend time with her, and those things are just very, very important um, to have that buffer and that filter, that male filter because that will protect her for a lot of things. And from the male side, the reason why it's good to have, you know, a father or somebody else in her life as she goes into adulthood is that when you get into serious relationships, men want, and and let's say you get married, even when you get married, when things go wrong, you want to have another, another guy to talk to that knows her. You want to have her father that, that knows her to have a sit down to go have dinner with and sit down and say, hey, man, these kind of things are going wrong. What do you think? Or I don't understand this or I don't understand that. That can sit down and talk talk to you man to man about what might be going on in the relationship. You have somebody to go to uh, that might understand your position. My question is, what, when you see a young lady who's going into adolescence and she's, you see she's going off the beaten path, she's, she's going the wrong way, how do you intervene? Like it's not it's not cool to intervene or to say something to even if you kind of know them it's not cool to do that without the mom the parent so you don't do it but if the parent is not stepping up and this could be a man or a woman how do you do you do you have a conversation even if it's your like your daughter or son's friend you know how do you have that conversation or do you or do you just go to the parents and say this is kind of what I'm saying how would you how would you go about that? The question for me. 
Yes, you first it depends on on the relationship that you have with person cuz you know it may be a family member and it may be completely appropriate for you to have this conversation. Um and so that's the first thing, you know, definitely be aware of your role and whether or not a parent would be you know, appreciative or or respectful, because I know as a woman, it would be a lot more um, acceptable for me to come up and to have that conversation versus, you know, versus a, a, a man doing it. You know, even with our own children, between me and my husband, we have, um, I think it's seven kids. <laughs> uh, we have seven children. And you know, depending on what it is, there are some things with our with our daughters that really needs to come from you as her father. You know, that really needs to come from you as a mother. But going back to that question, how do you uh, how how do you have this conversation? The first thing is to stay with what you can observe, because people did tend to have conversations based on assumptions. Because grown folks, we think we know stuff. And sometimes we are correct, but base it off what you observe and not what you believe to be true. And I'm going to tell you the reason why that's so important. Baby, this is what I see you doing. Daughter, these are the things that I, I, I see you did this and I heard you say this. And when I see this, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. Tell me what that means. Because if you present it as this is what you're doing and you're headed the wrong way, it's going to sound like shame and judgment. So present it as I'm going to have a conversation with you about what I observed and I'm, and I'm concerned for you to keep the door open so that they can feel safe to be able to have a conversation with you. And let's say in that moment they're not willing to have that dialogue. What you do is you put a pen on the board, so that you can put yourself in position to look like someone that they can go to when they need to. I remember. I love that. You know, I love that, Nyla. Nyla, real quick, we're going to go to a quick break, and I'll let mm-hmm. you come finish that thought um, out mm-hmm. of the break. We'll, we'll keep you on, um, Patrick, as well. We've got another caller trying to get in as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. 
Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. The words that he says, we got to do something with these words. It's happening every day, and people want to hear about it, baby. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, what does coming of age look like for a young woman today? Our special guest, Naila Clay. We also have a call on the line. Patrick, if you will, Naila, finish up your comments um, and, and answering Pat, Patrick's question, and uh, we'll definitely get into the cut by Betty Wright and get to our other caller as well. But go ahead, uh, Queen. You know, I was saying, I remember... And it still happens, of course, um, definitely due to, to the profession that I'm in. But when I was not a therapist, and, you know, the things that young ladies would tell me, I'm pregnant, and I can't tell my mother. You know, um, something happened, you know, within within my family. You know, someone said something to me. I was approached inappropriately, and I don't know who to talk to. And so sometimes just being able to go to to a young lady and say, baby, it, it looks like, you know, you, you headed somewhere that's, that's not safe. Help me understand what it is that I'm seeing. Um, maybe I got it wrong, but keeping the door open so that when and if she ever has a moment, where she has a coming of age a moment and she needs to reach out to someone, you can come up in her mental Rolodex and you can be that person to be there in that moment. But I think too, too often as adults, when we come with this position of I'm just trying to talk to you and I'm just trying to help you and I'm just trying to do for you and be there for mm-hmm. you because nobody was there for me, and we come off with so much judgment. Mm-hmm. And have the audacity to call it care, and then you wonder why she doesn't come to you. Now that's deep, um, Pastor. Let me bring you on, get the response, and we're gonna get to the other caller. Um, um, uh, I love, I love what I just heard Naila say, um, say as far as how to do it, especially when it comes to the teenagers themselves. I think to a degree you're um, definitely asking about the approach to the parents, but I agree with her. A lot of times that is built on the relationship and every now and then, and it pains me because one of my pet peeves in life is to see uh, someone who, in a sense, 
I do after school programs, so I love children, and I hate to see where maybe parents are, in a sense, missing the boat sometimes. But, yes, it is definitely predicated on the relationship because you can sever the relationship completely sometimes if a parent feels like you're you're judging judging them and they just receive it that way, even though that may not be what you're doing. But your thoughts on, on that answer? Because I think that was an excellent answer. Patrick, you might be on mute again, brother. I don't know if you're on mute. I want to give you a response before I go to the next caller. All right, he's still there. Maybe we lost him. All right, we're going to go ahead and go to the next caller, but I love that answer now you look to um, Patrick's question. Area code 301, last 3069, I'm sorry, last 3697. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Caller, you're live on the air, 697. All right, we just lost that, caller. So hopefully they'll call back in. All right, well, let's jump to the cut that we were, that I just played uh, with the Betty Wright famous song uh, in our community, uh, Tonight is Tonight. And so that particular part, uh, she says, hey, remembering the first time. So to a degree, uh, there's a level of adulthood that we all reach, boys and girls, to a degree, in the sense of having sex for the first time. And obviously, traditionally in the past, the idea was, in a sense, you would wait until marriage. And some people still do that. But even still, that was a step into womanhood, if you will, Naila. And so uh, we talked about prior to this pop culture, it might be, in a sense, showing your sexuality is your step up to say, I am my, I have my, I am in control of my own body. I will show myself how I choose to. Uh, but a um, in a, a, a more intimate situation is the actual first time. And so a lot of times uh, that is a part of transitioning into womanhood, if you will. So any thoughts in referencing, you know, that particular aspect of becoming a woman, if you will, Queen? You know, it, you know this goes back to, you know, our limitations and where how, you know, we are not expansive enough on how to, define womanhood. It is so much more than, you know, gender and being able to 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 birth you know, to birth and to have sex. I as I am a woman and as a woman I am much more than my womb. <laughs> the, the you could remove that from me, even though I want to keep it, but you could remove that from me and I would there are so many skills and traits and gifts and talents that I have to offer from this position of femininity that I love and I can see the beauty of them in 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 my life. And so we have to be expansive and when we don't expand upon that and we, we when we um give limiting beliefs be it within our family structure, be it within, a, you know, pop culture, in the media. But when we limit how we define womanhood, this is what happens. I don't know how to go beyond that, so I stay within that structure. I decide that my sexuality is my superpower, and I just go from there. You know, I am a heroine. You can be a heroine in so many different ways, and it has nothing to – all of them are not – are, 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 are not restricted to, to your body. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And what about the, the, the aspect of when you say there's so much more 
Tell me some of what that looks like. Um, to what type of advice are you laying on these young ladies to to recognize? Not only are you saying, don't limit your femininity to your sexual proudness, as, as you're saying here, uh, but I also think when you said in the beginning, just hearing keep your legs closed and, and how ultimately that's no level of training, right? That's just one thing that, that still doesn't have you prepare. Even let's say you actually follow that advice until the day you're with your husband, if you will, let's say you actually follow that advice. And that, if, but if that's all the advice you've been given, then even that moment is usually can be, I would assume difficult because there's been no other thing, no other training in a sense to go with it. So what type of, does, does, does training does it look like specifically in the sexual area, if you will? Because what I've heard and from other cultures that that's something that is done quite often in some cultures, where it's taught pretty vividly in a sense amongst the women uh, of, of what it looks like, even from the standpoint of while we say keep your legs closed and don't just give it to anyone, there's still an aspect of training even for in a sense pleasing your husband. So that's an aspect. And then, as you said, there's mm-hmm. much more than sexual proudness. So if you will, just kind of dialogue about what it looks like so that we can start getting into what I would say solutions versus, in a sense, only talking about what's wrong. What What are some of the things that you're sharing with the young ladies that you help? Okay. You know, because we, we typically think of we're going to teach her, you know, that how to nurture and how to take care of a family. You, when I think of family, of course, I have my own family. However, it, it, it extends beyond, you know, my own family unit. You know, as a woman, you can nurture another woman. You can nurture um, as a man. If you, if you're a married woman, you and your husband, you can be friends to another couple and be friends to their marriage. That too is. Is nurturing. It has nothing to do with with your sexuality. You know, we have people like you. You know, you this right here. This is service work. You're providing a service to the community. You know, you can nurture in the community. I know wonderful, gifted, talented, smart women who don't have any children, and who and they may or may not have, you know, they ever been married. But at this time, they're unmarried and they are they're childless by by choice. And I see the things that they do, you know, within the community, the other people's children that they take care of, that they mother. You know, you you can mother someone who did not come from your womb. And we have to be, as again, this is about being expansive of this definition, that it does not have to be so limiting to only the people, you know, that I birthed and only the people that I'm related to, you know, the idea of black woman training that came up. I was, um, it was my first job, uh, my first real job out of college in Durham, North Carolina. I worked at Durham housing authority and I worked in the education and training department in this department. It was, it had other. It, it was all women in the department. It was only four of us actually, and I went to this lady, um, one of my colleagues, um, uh, Dr. Banks. She's a doctor now. She wasn't at the time. She was a social worker in the, in the department, Adelaide Banks, and. I was having problems. I had a child. I had a husband. You know, I'm on the, I'm on the job, and you know, I'm talking to her, and she said, "Baby, you're going through black woman training," and 
she was able to give me guidance and to assist me through that. But I had people around me who stepped up, you know, who when the men at the workplace, you know, looked at me with thirst and hunger because nobody cared about me being married, they protected me. And, and, and sometimes it's me from myself when I didn't know what to do. And these are the roles that we have to, you know, step into. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the this whole idea of, you know, that training and coming of age, it happens in so many different forms and variation in our lives. And it's never ending. You know, I sit here, you know, in my early 50s, and I still have my women, my I call them my wise woman council, you know, that I go to. Because my mother, who's still living, who has, but she's here, but she's not, she has dementia. And which is frustrating, but you know, I just accept, you know, God's wisdom. It is what it is because I can't do anything about it. But you know, I, I can't call her and ask her things, and I still want to. You know, even in my early fifties, and you say, "Well, it, dad, you ain't came of age yet." No, I am the woman. I finally feel like the woman that I wanted to be when I grow up. I feel like her. However, I still have to develop her and continue to love her and to, to nurture her. And nobody tells you this and has these conversations with you. Oh, I love it. We're actually at the top of the hour. No, absolutely, at the top of the hour. So we'll come back with more of this morning's discussion. What does coming of age look like for a young woman today? All I ask is that you think. Dialogue Talk Show. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, what does coming of age look like for a young woman today? Our special guest is Naila Clay, that Clay couple, dropping a world of knowledge on this morning's discussion. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 
1691. You do have to press one to let us know you would like to speak. And so if you will, Naila, I wanted to really get into um, like some of those conversations, what is being said. Again, we've highlighted to a degree that a young lady shouldn't define if you will, her womanhood specifically by showing her body and say, hey, I'm, I'm a grown woman. I've developed. Let me show this off again. We talked about in pop culture, that is one of the ways, in a sense, to lead and show yourself into womanhood is to, in a sense, show off your assets. I'm not saying that that in itself is wrong, but if that's one, if that's one of the only things you're using to, in a sense, show your womanhood, it absolutely is very limiting, which you keep alluding to. And then we've talked about the concept of, in a sense, of the idea of going into womanhood when you first in a sense involving yourself sexually in a, in a culture where we've we literally sometimes the only training that we say to our young ladies is keep your legs closed and in a sense that's not training and so uh, when you say let's teach our ladies our young ladies that womanhood is much more than those couple of things and, and you've highlighted it yourself that in your 50s you're in a sense sort of like you're coming completely starting to come into some level of womanhood at the age of 50 with a family, with a husband, and things of that nature. So what type of things were you getting told when, when that sister said, hey, you're this black woman in training and, and, and having to experience real life on the job and, and men coming at you despite the fact that you were married and things of that nature? What what type of things are, were you told that it's, in a sense gave you a better sense than maybe young ladies who haven't, haven't had that type of advice? I'm sorry, Naila. Let me bring you live. I put you break on hold during the break. All right, Queen, you're back live. Go ahead. Okay. the The first thing that I remember, and I, it's beautiful that you allowed me to remember that conversation. You know, the the first thing that she did goes back to what I said earlier. She didn't judge me. She didn't hold me responsible for what it was that was happening. She just let me know, baby, this is normal. <laughs> Daughter, mm-hmm. you are right where you are supposed to be, and this is part of your transition and your growth. And as you pursue happiness, just know that fearful moments and being daring is going to be a part of it, and that that is how you get to happiness, by going through through these things. You know, the, the other thing that, you know, I was also told is that, to also know that while you know looking at these things, they feel like problems. But sometimes what we see as a problem is really not a distraction. It's just a distraction. You really don't have to do anything about it. Well, what do I do about this? Actually, you don't. Sometimes you don't have to do nothing about it. It happens. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. Let that foolishness sit over there and exist as it is. And what you do, if we're going to talk about the shoulds, what you, the, the things that you should do is focus on why it is that you're here, what it is that you want for yourself. What is it that you want for your family? What is it that you want this job to do for you? Keep your focus on on those things because those things that you're sitting here and you're telling me about, yes, they're going to occupy space in your head. However, you don't have to feed them. You don't have to nurture them and give them, you know, the the, the room to grow into your life because you really are, you you told, you told are telling me you are on an agenda. Keep it. I think one of the, the biggest thing out of what, what she told me was Hold on, that, Naila. Um, the, the, phone, the phone cut out for a second just now. So if you could kind of start back with whoever you're referring to, it just blanked out for a second. So we're we're missing a little bit piece of what you're trying to tell us. Okay. Um, 
what what Ms. what Dr. Banks told me though, I think the the biggest thing that was helpful out of all the things that she said was that what I was experiencing was a part of my transition and that there was nothing wrong with me, that it was not necessarily because I've made a poor choice or because I've done anything wrong. And even if I did, that these are naturally occurring things in a young lady's life. That was one of the most helpful things because nobody told you that. No one told me to expect these things. I didn't know what to do with that. And just knowing that, oh, okay, you know, something my husband says is forewarned is forearmed. You know, just being able to know that, okay, I am positioned right where I'm supposed to be right now. And while this is uncomfortable, it is not abnormal. That made the biggest difference in the world. No, I like that, the forewarned. Is 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 for is what say it again? I like that term. But being forewarned is forearmed. I love it. I love that thought. Let's let's. I'm trying to get some specifics out of you, uh, Naila, again, because um, as we talked about, there's so many of our young ladies in a sense who had who haven't had this type of thing, and so so maybe let me let me try this. The idea of um, correct attention versus bad attention, and and if you again haven't had in a sense maybe training of what that looks like then you may seek it all versus, uh, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a, a, a male figure who can distinguish for you. But, again, for those sisters who don't, um, what's, a, what's something, in a sense, of explaining to a young lady the idea of the right attention? Because by, by nature, we're going to be attracted to you, right? Um, and even, mm-hmm. you know, even, even in, in the stage of, you know, maybe we're not necessarily ready to settle down or whatever, but it doesn't cha- change the pheromones from running and the fact that we're trying mm-hmm. to get at you. Or whatever, but the reality is, as men, uh, we still like the idea of what you talked about, uh, maybe being that woman who doesn't follow up and get involved in everything. Like that woman stands out; she's classy. So even though we're at a stage of maybe where we're where we're not necessarily ready to marry and things of that nature, we still have a distinct way we teach women who seem to have some level of classiness or womanhood, do we treat them different than those who, who kind of cater to the attention that we're seeking at the time, if that makes sense? So, you know, in a sense, what are your thoughts on sharing with the young lady the difference in the type of attention she might receive from a man and what's, and how to handle that intention, if that makes sense? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say something. It's a, it's a truth. And, but some people are going to be uncomfortable because these are the conversations that we don't have. Sometimes the inappropriate attention, it feels good. He said he, he said something to you. He talked about the shape of your curves, how good you look, and what it did to his body, and you liked hearing it because you like him. And you like knowing that you can have that type of influence upon him. And that's negative attention. However, you can like the sound of it. And the way that you distinguish between the two things is when someone gives you attention, and like I said, the negative, you, it, you, it, it, it can feed a part of you too. But that's the key thing I want you to be mindful of is what part of you does it feed? Because for a man to address you in that type of way, he's feeding something carnal. He's feeding something fleshly. 
He is not feeding into you spiritually. He's not feeding into you financially, mentally, or emotionally. And so I want you to be think about what part of me, that when he said that to me, when he did that to me, what part of me wanted to eat that? What part of me wanted to bite into that? And if it is part of your lower desires and a place that is not going to take you to excel, then that is attention that you do not need. Because a man could approach you appropriately. However, Mm. if you respond in a way that is inappropriate, then that means that he said something to you. And the part of you that responded to that, that's a place that should not be eaten off of that. No, just, he it. can come correct. He can come mm. correct. But you don't respond correct. You don't show up raggedy because you don't know what to do with that. What are, what's some examples of showing up raggedy in your opinion? Like what's an example of that? Because that's, that's definitely a different perspective, and I do agree, um, even in a sense where maybe we – you know, and it's not that there's a right or wrong, just talking about the reality of the gender – approaching one another and so yeah there are times where we where we, we do see a sister a certain way and yeah she may mishandle it and we you know we make the same fumble the other way around as well but yeah how might a, a sister fumble the appropriate approach in your opinion some examples of maybe a sister not understanding how to show up properly when the guy is approaching correctly okay he approaches you correctly and you respond by offering your body mm. Because you don't know what else to offer. Mm. You don't know that you can expand in the same way that he comes at you correctly, that you can offer him the higher levels of your femininity and that that would actually be a greater benefit to him. But you don't even know what they are. And if you do, you don't know what to say so that he can even know that you, you can even introduce that part of him to you. You know, when I took, I took with, you know, a very common thing that I say, when he said that to me, and let's say he came correct, what do I say? Just tell him, daughter, just tell him, that feels good to hear. Thank you. I liked hearing that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so it. sweet. Just that's it. so sweet. I'm a sucker for that. You just, I'm a sucker for what you just said. <laughs> You know, because I'm I'm single with no you know no wife no kids whatever. But at the same time, I can tell you how I can still speak on how we are as men. I've been telling women for years mm-hmm. that that this this concept. Matter of fact, let me go to break. Let me cut myself off. Let me go to break and come back, and I'll get into that thought. And if for anybody that wants mm-hmm. to get in, number six four six seven eight seven one six nine one again six four six seven eight seven one six nine one but when we come back i definitely want to hear your thoughts or some, some some info i've been sharing with the sisters most of my life i'll be right back but all i ask is that you think 
Are you trying to figure out your next income stream? Maybe get into cryptocurrency, real estate, or maybe even start your own business. If so, contact the KG Hire Company to receive a professional consultation or strategy session to provide you the advice you need to get a jump start on your new venture. If it's a new business, there's nothing like having a business consultant review your finances, strategy, or marketing. If it's real estate, the KG Hire Company specializes in evaluating deals for profitability and securing special financing for creative real estate acquisitions. If it's cryptocurrency, then look no further than the KG Hire Company to master the components of blockchain technology and investing into cryptocurrency. Serving Atlanta since 2016, the KG Hire Company is an industry leader in customer experience and getting your money's worth. Contact them at kghire.com or 833-544-9288. Again, that's 833-544-9288. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest, Naila Clay from That Clay Couple. This morning's discussion question, what does coming of age look like for a young woman today? And so just highlighting what you just said and to reiterate what you just said, again, I've been sharing this with sisters since I was in my late teens, early 20s. And I would tell them, I would say, look, appreciation is what... Uh, that 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 we desire the most, we're suckers for it. I say mm-hmm. to the point that gold, in a quote unquote gold diggers, they've mastered that concept or whatever. I say <laughs> a lot of times, I says a lot of times, sisters. I say you the good sister, and you're looking at this gold like she's she just getting stuff from men, and you're trying to figure out what is she doing, or or men chasing the wrong type of women. And I says what she's mastered is she knows how to. Uh, appreciate to the point where everything we do is Hercules, Hercules. You're so strong. You so this. You so that. <laughs> and and I says and then, and this is what I tell them. Now I say I said and it's just as much as I'm telling you this, I'm very aware of the fact that that's what they do. But I said I'm such a sucker for appreciation. I'll be like a dog chasing my tail. I know this still cannot resist simple appreciation. You don't have to do anything. Just your womanhood, your femininity, and just being appreciative. And I say this as simple as it sounds, and maybe you could speak on this to a degree, not having learned this simple thing, there are actually sisters who fail to show appreciation in that manner. Because I've always said, and tell me if I'm wrong, but because women, in a sense, show appreciation by doing things for you, that's what y'all do for one another. So I've seen sisters get in the way by doing too much versus just simply appreciating. So to a degree, we as men, we will miss that form of appreciation. Like, and let me further reiterate this, and I'll let you jump in. And, I, and when I try to explain that, I says amongst men, to a degree, when we look out for one another, we actually do not receive it well if the, the guy intentionally does something in return we know that our friend really understands us when we look out for them and just let it be now down the line Mm -hmm. i may need that favor in return but it it wasn't in direct response to what i did some years before and that's the difference between men and women on how we show appreciation in my opinion and many women need to understand simply just appreciate don't have to do anything your thoughts queen I I completely agree. And I, the thought where, you know, the, the doing too much, um, and women who do that, 
They do so much. I, and then you get frustrated because he's not responding to me. Well, he doesn't need to. He doesn't have to do anything because if he, all you're doing is just doing something else. You keep doing all the things in the relationship that you don't leave any room for the man to do anything. He, you know, he may even feel like, what, what do I, I, she doesn't need anything. She does this, she does this, she does this. She can do it all. What does she need me for? One of the key things that he needs you for is just to show up and receive what it is that he is offering. Just accept it. And that in itself is being a woman. A man loves it when a woman responds to him. But like I said, these are not these are the conversations that we are not having. And then once you show him gratitude, he'll do something else. Yes, because we're chasing it, it again. It, it, yes, if he likes you, he'll do something else. He'll he'll keep doing what he needs to do to push that button because he wants to hear that again. Receive it. And that, too, is being feminine and being strong and having power in a relationship. But, no, we feel like, mm, I need to tell him. I need to let him know that when he comes to me that I'm not going to take this and I'm not going to take that. For what? Does he, does he need to know that? Just tell him. Thank you. Thank you. I like the way you say that to me. See, see, you about to mess me up on the show right now talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's speak on that. Let's speak on again other aspects of the femininity. Again, we're talking about the idea of just simply appreciating. Um, again, these are things that again maybe trained in the past. Um, and man, like you said, you're able to give it to your daughter. But for the young ladies and women who who are not aware of these things, uh, what are some of these other things? You know, what do some of these things look like? Um, you know, from the standpoint of um, again, you mentioned this earlier. We can maybe further and evolve into this conversation where you're just talking about um, not allowing things that are not for you, not to get involved, if you will. Like that's an aspect of femininity. I think some when I see it, it's just masterful in the sense that. Uh, some women get known for really never being in the situation. And it's almost like they miss, they they stay out of the fray and they get to live their life outside of that. I don't know if I'm making sense with that, but it's always admirable to see a woman who's not as involved in every situation or going back and forth and, you know, a situation with, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, let's say, let's be candid here, even with, you know, with men to a degree. Now, obviously you're going to do that within your relationship because you got to, um, come to you know different decisions, but just in a sense from a, um, some places of work, if you will, some people, men and women, get known for always being in the fray, and so it's just I just don't think it shows up, in my opinion, in in a way that's favorable for 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 for, for sisters, if that makes sense. Okay, you know one illustration that I use that women can very often understand is a wedding. At a wedding, you have the bride, and a typical ceremony at a wedding, at a wedding reception, is for the bride to throw her bouquet and for the unmarried women to try to catch the bouquet. And whoever catches it, that means that she's going to be uh, the next to get married, according to folklore. I want you to be mindful that to go and get that bouquet. That just because it is thrown, 
it does not mean that catching it or not catching it is going to determine your fate or your destiny. Everything that is thrown your way does not mean for you to put it in your hands. Sometimes, you know, even in basketball, the ball that goes out of bounds, and you know that I can't touch that, that's going to be a foul. You watch that ball go. Why? Because it ain't for you. If you touch it, you know it's going it's to mess up the game, so you don't go get it. Don't go chase or go and touch everything that comes your way. If it is not a part of your agenda, it is, if it does not feed into the higher levels of you, leave it alone. I love it. I love it. Again, these just uh, a, a lot of thoughts. Uh, let me, let's get into um, this the conversation of um, even understanding sexuality, if you will, because we talked about that at the very beginning, mm-hmm. like at that to a degree that in this culture, maybe that's all that a, a person might understand or, or a, a, one, a young lady, if you will. So what does that look like, even understanding her sexuality? Chris wants to get back in. We'll get him back in as well, but I'll go ahead and let you start on that thought, and then we'll get, we'll get to Chris. Go ahead, um, Queen. Okay. I must did, did this. Somebody ain't going to like this conversation, but you will be okay. And, um, you know, I, I work with a, a lot of teenagers, and some of them, obviously, yes, some are sexually, sexually active, and almost all have someone coming to them about sex. And, you know, I'm going to use one in particular who she was curious. This young man, he approached her, she liked him, and she wanted to respond to his call. And she had never been sexually active. And so one of the things that I had told her, she said, but I'm curious about my body. I want to know what it feels like. And I said, so you want to know what, how your body would feel if it were pleasured, but you have never pleasured yourself. Have you touched mm. yourself? Mm. You want to pursue sexuality without introducing yourself to your own body. The first person who should be aware of what your body feels like, what it it feels like to be touched here, to know what this part is and to know what that part is, it should come from you first. Because if you allow someone else to introduce pleasure to you, they define pleasure for you. And so I think when it comes to sexuality, we don't want to, nobody wants to have a conversation with their daughter and tell her, um, you know, nobody wants to tell their daughter, do go and buy you something. Nobody wants to buy for your daughter. But her boyfriend does, and that's her first introduction to it. Well, the first time my, my daughter sees a bullet, I would much rather it be me. And I can through the through the process. This is what pleasure feels like. I know who have never had orgasms and who have five children. This is what an orgasm feels like. You know, as an orgasm escalates, you are not about to urinate on yourself because this is exactly what she said. I feel like an orgasm is approaching, but I feel like I'm going to urinate on myself and I stop it. 
These are conversations we need to have about what sexuality feels like as you begin to climax, what actually happens in your body and what might that feel like, and not be confused by it, to embrace that moment. But we don't like having these conversations because the traditional belief is is that this is training to be a hoe mm-hmm. versus being an aware woman. And it's so critical. It's so critical. Chris, we're going to get to you. We've got a couple of minutes before the break, so I don't want to make sure I don't cut you off, Chris. So we'll get you coming out of the break. So I love what you're talking about. And here's been just my own relative experience. And I know a lot of times we make the mistake of applying our relative experience to everyone. But, I, you know, in my 47 years of living and, and being sexually active way too soon, to be honest, uh, I've, you know, seen a lot. And I'm sorry, I'm the only one that's seen a lot. But throughout the years, mm-hmm. I would run into sisters, and I would be the one saying, you have to pleasure yourself, like running into sisters who kind of grew up with that taboo of not doing it. And and, and even me, myself, growing up with the taboo to a taboo to degree, you know, men are not typically given that taboo, if, if you will, but, but to a degree that we used to kind of pick on people for masturbating, if you will, and stuff like that. So even I had to overcome it to a degree, but much simpler for us, right, to get pleasure than women. And so the reality is, like you said, there, there are, you know, if you look at the studies, uh, there's upward of 80% of women who supposedly have never had an orgasm. And, it, and I absolutely mm-hmm. agree with you. It starts with never having that training because we've attached walking a woman through her sexuality as if it, the training itself is going to um, – encourage when the reality is our hormones are what they are and the more prepared someone is in my opinion and i think that's what you're saying here then the better they're going to handle the the moment and you know and if they do decide to in a sense follow up on their natural curiosity as you say they're going to get induced introduced to it by a young man who don't know what the hell he's doing and it (laughs) really you know contrasts the, the rest of their life can play a huge role or they chase things that are that are that are hard to find because they started out wrong. So I love those thoughts. We're gonna to go to this break and we're gonna come out of the break uh with Chris, our caller that's trying to get back in. If you want to get in on the call this morning, it's six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. Again it's six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. You do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. But all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Cause I look like money, smell like money, talk like money. 
for the taking. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> what does coming of age look like for a young woman today? I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest, Naila Clay, who's dropping pounds and pounds of wisdom of conversations, as I love to say about our Mental Dialogue talk show. We, are, we love to have the conversations America's afraid to have, and this is absolutely a much-needed one. Um, having this discussion as we hear uh, a song by Key Sweats was going to take us in a slightly different direction of where I want to go, but I want to make sure I get to the caller, Chris, before we get into uh, the, the conversation I want to have about Key Sweat, who played a big role in my teenage years of helping uh, some of these curious ladies follow up on my, my bad attention, if you will, I must admit. <laughs> but with that said, uh, let's see what Chris has to say. How you doing, King? You back in this thing with us. What you got for us, King? This is actually Patrick. Sorry. It's not oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking at the number wrong. No problem. Bad, no problem. Yep, I, my, yeah, my bad. Go ahead, Patrick. Um, yeah, I wanted, to get, I wanted to get your guest thoughts on, on this. You know, as my daughter was growing up, I used to always tell her how, you know, I just call her pretty kids. You know, so she's so great. You know, even when she was young and, and always tried to stress the importance, you know, that, you know, she was special individually. And and one of the things about her that was special was that she's a woman. And all, the, I mean, she's a, she's a girl. She's a female. And all of the special things and superpowers that, you know, she has as being female. Um, mm-hmm. um, but fast forward now, she's a little older. And she was telling me about a conversation her and her friends were having. And I wanted to ask your guests about this because there seems to be some confusion because told when they were younger, they're in this generation that's starting to come up with a lot of different information. They were told they were special. There's nothing like a woman, right? But now the the the, the message is, yeah, you're special, but we can make you in an operating room. Um, what? With the surgeries, yeah, with surgeries, and and this thing about womb replacements and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. We so your daughter, it. your daughter, is she's having this? They were having this conversation. Her and her friends were having this conversation. So now they're like, "Hold on, wait a minute." Being a woman is special, but now they're telling us, "Turn a guy into a woman. That's nothing. We do that in the operating room." How, how can I keep you mind? Tell he, me how old your daughter is. And he's the same, and he'll be the same as you. So he'll no, I get be that. the yeah, woman. Yeah. Right, right, right. You mind telling but, me how old she is? I'm just curious. If you don't mind, if you don't mind saying how old she is. She just started university. Wow. They're telling them that yeah, woman, woman is great and all that, but we can make you. That's what we can make you. Operate. We can turn a dude into a woman. Wow. So now she's thinking. Her and her friends are thinking. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all encroaching on what makes us special. Like, this, this ain't, you know, so I wanted to talk to you as your guest. Okay. This confusion now about being a woman and what that means. Um, so I wanted this, to hear her thoughts. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah I want to hear Nadia's thoughts. Here's one thought. I'm just shocked for her at, a, at the university level because that goes both ways. So I'm kind of shocked that they didn't look at it like, you know, because a woman could turn into a man too. So I'm just kind of no, wondering no, no, why we're no, talking about No, but that's that. different. That's different. That's different because mm. even though even though it seems like it's the same, it's not because we're the more aggressive. Uh, we're the more aggressive being. So it's almost like putting having a fish tank with a bunch of fish in it, and then putting a predator fish in there. 
the predator fish is going to dominate. So if you get a guy with still, he's still a man, even though he goes through this hormone stuff, he's still got that aggression in him. Like he's going to be the apex okay. predator, meaning he's going to be the more aggressive one. So even when he turns into a woman, okay. he's going to do the most. Okay, right. now I'll, I'll let you jump but, but in and answer that. Yeah. They can't do that on the flip. Okay, I got you. I got right? you. So yeah, we don't just, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I want to let Naila jump in. Um, this is definitely a different thought to the table. I, yeah, I'm I'm actually very surprised that the you know the 20 year old women are processing you know these cha- sex changes because it's not going to be. This is going to be a small, small. I mean, I know it's promoted a lot, but this is always still going to be a very small part of the population. So you won't have a, a lot of this happening. But if they're processing it as we're not special any longer, um, yeah, that is a, a, a difficult psychology for me to understand. Your thoughts on it, Naive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that this can be so easy to do. It would be such an easy um, way to implant such a negative seed when you limit being a woman to gender. Can you change gender Mm -hmm. now? Yes, you can. You can go to the hospital and change gender. Mm -hmm. But for me, gender, that that does not make you, you know, feminine. I'm going to give you an example of what the the, the man just said. He said you have a man, let's say you have a man, and he transitions into a woman. He's typically a man who does the most. You know, I I work with, you know, people who have dual sexuality. So no no judgment. Be honest now. Very often, a man who has transitioned his gender, he usually does the most and is over (laughs) the top with it. (laughs) I don't have to do all of that to be feminine. It's not necessary. No, it makes sense. And you said this earlier too. You said this earlier too, Naila. You said earlier in the show. You just happened to mention if you take that out of me, there's so much more to femininity. So, um, Patrick, I hope again, if yeah, if, I mean, if your daughter's had that conversation, that's the part you share with her. That the part that makes her special ain't that. And I mean, that's that's definitely what I'm hearing <laughs> Naila say. No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. She's not thinking that that's all what makes her special, but she's listening to what she's being told, and she's listening to what's being taught, and she's listening to what's being promoted. And, you know, this Your comeback is to go against that messaging. Like, it's simple as that. Like, I mean, it's, like, it's not yeah. any harder than that. It's not any harder than... Then, because I mean, I, I don't. I, for me, I respect the question, and obviously, that's. I'm glad you brought it to the table if your daughter's concerned with that. But I'm just saying what Naila just said is absolutely what you say to her because that it is the other okay. thing. Well, that, okay. Yeah, I, like you I know what I mean, like versus dwelling point. on the the messaging. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Naila. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to make another point in regard to the language here. The idea of special, because I believe that plenty of there are lots of people. I, I don't really know anyone who is special in their in their own right. And so, saying that being a woman is no longer special because we can create women now. This is the thing. While you can actually go through that transformation and be special, however you want to define it, it doesn't mean that you are going to be appreciated. And so what you can say to Dorota is, while there may be other women and while there may be people who have transferred, I mean, transitioned their gender, it does not mean that they are going to be appreciated as to be, uh, uh, to, um, to be a woman the way that you can be. 
There are things about you as a young lady that are to be appreciated, that are to be recognized, acknowledged, and validated that only you have. And you cannot create those things in the hospital. Yeah, period. And, and, and I period. agree. And, and I told her I told her these things, and she already knows, but she's just observing and then having discussions with her friends about yeah, what's no going on. And the yeah, thing no that, you just, that you, your guest just said, that thing that she just said, if mm-hmm. somebody said in public on a university, will get chastised for it. That's part yeah. of the problem. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to get into that dialogue. I mean, at the end of the day, culturally, yeah. we're yeah. always up against we're up against society. And I mean, you as you know, you mm-hmm. were having to raise your daughter. You're gonna, you know, that ain't the only thing you're having to battle. It is crazy that that's come to the table, uh, but that's not the gist of what this conversation is about. But I definitely understand and. So it sounds like you gave her the right info because at the end of the day, I mean, all the studies show to a degree your biggest influence can and will be your parents, you know, based on their involvement and you being involved in her life. Um, you know, she won't get caught up by that bad messaging, whereas, you know, some dark, you know, some young lady who doesn't have somebody like you in their lives to reassure them that, the, you know, their womanhood is special for a whole bunch of other reasons, they may fall for that messaging. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, and and we can't control that messaging in society, but we could definitely, mm-hmm. you know, culturally do our part. And that's what this conversation is about. And so now thank you for that thought, Patrick. So I wanted to go for, before we go to the next um, break, if you will, Naila was um, the Keith Sweat, um, what I played, whatever. Again, one of my favorite artists when I was younger or whatever. And, and I probably misused him back in the day. I can admit that <laughs> or whatever. Uh, a lot of times <laughs> If you threw on the key sweat, it was it was poss- it was possibly a quote unquote win when I was in a sense chasing my boyhood, the opposite of chasing manhood, which is similar to as you're saying, is so much more to manhood and womanhood that has nothing to do with simply our gender, if you will. Um, but the thought that I wanted to bring to the table, if you will, Queen, is the idea of um, um, something that we not do we don't in my opinion we don't do well with. But there's an aspect of womanhood, and we always have this idea of the idea that women, in a sense, in general, mature faster than men. And I think there's some reality to that. And and partly due to that, historically, we've always had, in a sense, uh, uh, quite often a, a, a understood age difference in who, older men marrying younger women. That would happen quite often. I think we frown upon that a lot um, these days, and I don't know that it's the smartest when it comes to the immaturity and the adolescence that a lot of us, myself included, um, in, in today's culture, we live out extended adolescence because we haven't been raised or trained into manhood. And so a lot of times our life experiences will have us understanding it a lot later in life. And so I've seen situations fall apart simply, simply because a good brother maybe was tied up sooner than they needed to be based on their own life experience. And so I know I'm saying a lot with this, but this idea of womanhood and understanding being able to deal with maybe an older man, which is I've seen some marriage groups recommend that, even though that's pun today more so than in the past. Uh, we got about a minute before we go to break. So if you let you get started on the thought, we'll go to break and let you finish, finish that thought. Okay. Well, like I said, I was gonna let you, you, yeah, I was going to let you get okay. started on it. Uh, matter of fact, let's do this. Let's just go to break. That way we don't break the thought up. Let me, go to, let me just go to break a little okay. early, and that way we don't have to break up your thought. Listening to the okay. method. Uh, uh, oh, absolutely. Awesome. We'll be right back. 
We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478 478- 781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. LNG Technologies is now a black member. Go to mentaldialogue.com to become a supporter of the Return of Intelligent Radio. If you're outside of Atlanta, um, you look to become a member or supporter. Or if you're in Atlanta, then we encourage you to become a platinum or even a black level member and get exposed to exclusive uh, mastermind groups, exclusive Zooms. And we're looking to start up a live event, hoping to do one next month on mental health. We did one a couple of months ago. It was our first one in a year since the pandemic, if you're in the Atlanta area. But I'm looking forward to linking up with um, sister by the name of Nikki Devine, who runs the Euphoria podcast. And we're going to honor mental health month in October. So still looking for a location. So look out for that upcoming event, as well as I started a new video podcast, which is the wave and it's been the wave. I'm kind of late to it. Um, video podcast Wednesday night at 8 PM, Facebook live, uh, maybe going YouTube live soon, but Facebook live on my personal page, Montoya Smith, find me on Facebook and follow me. And you can see the just my three cents podcast where we look to make it interactive as we do on Saturday mornings, but the idea is to have you guys come on video and, you know, expose people. As I always say, I have the smartest audience in all the radio, so I'd like to start seeing y'all come in on Wednesday night and show people how smart you are because I want to talk about and philosophize about the things you want to talk about. Uh, although I will open Wednesday night with this situation with Nicki Minaj and this vaccine and, and if she's getting canceled or not. So that will be some of the dialogue on Wednesday night. Look forward to getting y'all moved over and, you know, still tune in on Saturday mornings. We'll start checking us out on Wednesday nights live via video, Facebook Live. With that said, this morning's discussion question, what does coming of age look like for a young woman today? My special guest is Naila Clay. She's been dropping tons and tons of wisdom on us on this morning's discussion. So if you will, Queen, I just kind of mentioned idea of, of the concept of even getting into relationships and a, a woman, in a sense, quite often being mature, the average woman is mature than, 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 than men her, her in her peer group, if you will, but this generation discourages quite often, or it seems that it does, discourage um, getting into relationships or more better yet, marriages with men that are significantly, in a sense, older, 
older than than yourself, or I see a lot of women who refrain from it, I think, due to the times. Your thoughts about this idea of understanding womanhood and how it could play a part in a good union with some with a man who's finally, in a sense, mature enough to keep up with her on the mature level where her peer group quite often isn't. I'm sorry. Let me get you back live, Queen. I had you on mute. Uh, you're back live. Go ahead, Queen. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, for, first, we, we have to get rid of the belief that he's if he's older, that he's preying upon her. Because there's the thought that if he's older and he's going for her, he, he, he he's, what is it? He's robbing the cradle. Yeah, um, and that's not always the case. You know, I've seen some of these relationships actually prosper and do quite well because he really did have her well-being um, in mind. And I'm going to use my own children. You know, I have I have a daughter, um, and one of the things that my husband and I, and particularly my husband, he has told her, he has said to her, daughter, you're going to need an older man. And older doesn't mean my age, the age of your father but definitely probably someone 10 years older than you because the young men in your age group are not going to give, are not in a position right now where they're focused on the thing, maybe, and then I won't say focus on the things that you're focused on because that's not true. You know, they may be career oriented and they, you know, they may be about their education, but it does not mean that they're about their relationships. It does not mean that they're about commitment. And so you may need an older man who's willing to have those things on the or, or, as a priority. On the same token, I have a, a son who's very young and who is um, engaged to be married in just a few months. And his bride-to-be, she herself is young. And I've heard my husband have conversations with him where he says to him, son, you know, because she, she does things. And my son, he's, he's baffled. And my husband said, son, you're dealing with a young woman. These are the things that young women do. These are the things that women her age say. And this is something that you're going to have to get used to. This is a way that I need for you. you you're going to need to, um, you know, frame your mindset to be able to handle that when she says that and not allow it to knock you off your square. Because there are, there are just these differences between, you know, between men and women at, you know, at various ages. And so I'm looking at my, and, and our daughter and our son, they're not even two years apart. But we're telling them something very, very differently. Mm. based on where they are and what it is that they need to do to be able to create a stable relationship. Um, in regard to my, my son and my daughter, in regard to where they are mentally and on their, you know, and on, on their on their track, let's say that, on their life track, they're kind of echoing the same thing. However, we're giving, we're telling them something differently because my son, he does. He does have to understand that there are some, you know, some shifts and some whims that come with a young lady. And my daughter having to understand and even sometimes be disappointed when the young man her age, when, you know, he doesn't show up well. You know, we were talking about mm-hmm. inappropriate and correct attention earlier. When the attention that he gives her, he doesn't come correct because he himself hasn't yet learned right. how to do it. Right. Nah, that's a strong comment. And then let's flip it to 
because um, I agree with you losing sight of the idea of predatory. Let me throw this out and just want to get your thoughts on it. And so as I listen to it, because there are aspects of predatory too, like that does exist. Uh, you, know, I, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. you, the, um, you know, I used to song Key Sweat or whatever, uh, but uh, at the top of the hour, I played the Aaliyah song. And so when we start talking about this kind of stuff, we start thinking of the R. Kelly's and things of the world. So that aspect does exist as well. And so because it exists, uh, I think you can, to a degree, not this is not all you can use, but this is something to think about. But you can start distinguishing between predatory and not when, to a degree, if a brother, in a sense, is living out, quote, unquote, an extended adolescent, and they're not caught up in having a serious situation. So those young men, those men quite often do love to take advantage of young girls, if you will. So it does exist. The predatory stuff does mm-hmm. exist. But I would say one of the one of the ways to possibly distinguish it is what is the end goal? And I'm not saying, you know, mm-hmm. nobody can't fool a, fool a, you know, say, well, I want to be married and they're BSing. So I know that exists as well. But I think the end goal can play a huge difference in how to look at. And again, this is me saying this from the standpoint of even understanding for our generation how to even look at age um, different marriages. Because again, we struggle with that in the hip hop generation. I'm saying this having learned it from other people, but it wouldn't, like me, I loved dating, dating older women when I was younger, but it, but it wasn't frowned upon for me as a boy to do that, right? So I do understand it's not looked at the same for women. So, so just, you know, I guess I'm saying a lot, but I'm just highlighting that one of the ways to maybe sometimes distinguish between predatory and not is the end goal, if you will. Any thoughts to, on that, Queen? Yeah, everybody want a zaddy, <laughs> you know, but, but just because you have a zaddy, it goes still right into what I said earlier. When he gives you the attention or you were in the relationship, what part of you is responding? What is mm-hmm. it feeding you? And when it feeds the higher parts of you and the parts of you that make you your best self, that's when you can say, okay, he right. is for my good, regardless of how, how old he is. Nah, that makes sense. And, 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 and think about how many young ladies have never heard what you've repeated constantly throughout this show, that part right there. What part is it feeding? What part is it feeding you? And so, uh, you know, we got about five minutes, so definitely want to just kind of give you the floor to just, in a sense, speak to, you know, or let a young lady who hasn't heard these examples of what womanhood looks like and how to, in a sense, I'll say, use the word master femininity, if you will. And even you said that's a lifelong journey. But in that process, mm-hmm. um, in, you know, any advice to a young lady who, who's, who maybe, well, you know, at least based on our values, would say she's off the beaten path. Uh, what type of things are you saying to to that type of young lady to get maybe find and understand how to get to to seek being fed in the higher self, as you like to say? Okay, you know one of the things that we're asked very very young is what is it that you want to do when you grow up, and then even as we grow up, we become adults. We still seek to um, pursue this idea as if the only thing that we can do with our lives has to be career-oriented or, or mm-hmm. something of service. So, But I'm going to say to my young 
to the ladies out here, regardless of how old you are, the way to be able to pursue the best path for yourself is to define how you want to feel when you grow up. No one Mm. asks you that because you can do a lot of things. You can have your dream job and feel like crap every damn day you walk up in that piece. Mm -hmm. How do you want to feel when you grow up? Define that and look at your life and see who do I have around me who can be a resource for me. One, your first resource is yourself. You know, we always look for GoFundMe's, you know, and, and to having fundraisers. No, you are a fund yourself. You are full of wealth and richness. You are a resource. So look and see what is it that you have within you to give you what it is that you want to, to, to so you can feel how you want to feel. Two, look at the relationships that you have and see which ones can support it and the ones that you know don't. Start making, taking some inventory. And then wherever your deficits are, start putting those connections together. Sometimes those connections are not within our personal framework. Sometimes we have to create them. For example, you know, I am not a professional girlfriend. I am a therapist. But for some people, I might be your emergency contact because you don't have anyone. So the only emergency contact you have is a professional support, which is someone such as myself. And so mm-hmm. sometimes the, the 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 resource that we need, yeah, sometimes you got to pay for it. You know, we say, I want a mentor. Sometimes you got to pay for that mentor. mentor. Yep. Hey, perfect transition into letting people know how they can contact you because, again, you have been wonderful today. And so for people that are looking to get more of this wisdom and, and, and the knowledge that you're doing because uh, y'all are experts, in a sense, helping people get through the process of, of, of a lot of things, again, being a mental health therapist as well as a relationship specialist, if you will, Queen. But let, let them know how they can get in contact with you and follow y'all because y'all are doing a lot of things. Got about a minute and a half, so get it all out, Queen. You can find us as part of your life-changing resource at www.thatclaycouple.com. You can also hashtag thatclaycouple across social media, and you will be able to find us. We are also on YouTube as That Clay Couple. We have the number 11, 11 counseling channel in the world. So you can find us all across social media. No, I love it. You've been wonderful. Again, for all of you, I highlight have my new show on Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, via Facebook Live. You can follow me on social media personally at Montoya Smith or on IG at Mental Underscore Dialogue, as well as the Facebook page, which is Mental Dialogue. So we do promote the Wednesday night show, but we want y'all to jump in and get on video with us. You can keep your video off you know, in a bad location. and don't want to show your face, but I definitely want to do a dialogue where I'm getting, again, the smartest audience in all of radios. We want to get your opinion and your three cents on the various topics that we'll be discussing weekly. And as always, see y'all next Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Thank you, Naima. You were wonderful today. Appreciate you, Queen. All right. Thank you.